Well, welcome back to Round Guy Radio as we continue uh, to prep up for the eight-man football showcase, week zero in Martinsdale. And uh, we are on the phone with Coach Rollins of the uh, uh, Southeast Warren Warhawks. Welcome to the program, Coach. Hey, thanks for having us on here. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about how your team got involved in in this uh, eight-man showcase doubleheader. Well, uh, it was actually at the... uh... Uh, the coaches clinic down at uh, Honey Creek. They do a, a, a Southeast Iowa coaches clinic every year, and uh, just happened to be at the social talking to the Waco coaches, and they were talking about their what their schedule looked like, and I was talking about ours and how we might lose a couple games due to low numbers. So we just kind of finagled a, a schedule together where we could play each other, and we kind of piggybacked off of uh, Audubon and Winfield Mount Union agreeing to play at Martinsdale. We just thought, all right, let's you know try to turn this into a showcase for eight-man football in Iowa. So, uh, so uh, just tell us in general a little bit about uh, about the teams that are involved and uh, when the game is and what time you guys play. Okay, so the the game is uh, the games are on uh, Saturday, August twentieth, in uh, Martinsdale, Iowa. Uh, they're one of the few eight-man teams in the state that has a turf field, and it just got redone this summer. Uh, so they got a really nice stadium there, really nice setup. Uh, so uh, Winfield, Mount Union, and Audubon are going to play at uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And then uh, Southeast Warren will be playing uh, Waco at 5 o'clock uh, following that game. So this is, is this like you say, uh, this is a great way for your team to uh, really get ready for the season, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Playing one of the – I mean, Waco is always – has been successful in football. Uh, Chad's a heck of a coach. They had a great year last year. They're, they're, they're a disciplined, physical football team that will only make us better playing them uh, for the rest of our remaining schedule. So uh, let, let, let me, uh, let's talk about that uh, Waco team that you're going to be playing. Uh, what do you know about them and uh, maybe who, who, who they're on their team that has a little talent that might, uh, might give you some problems? Um, so right now, uh, my my knowledge of the players consists of their numbers on the field, just from watching film of that. Uh, we don't we don't play Waco in anything during the in any other sports uh, throughout the year, so you don't get a chance to learn all the kids' names like you might more local. So uh, I apologize if I'm not saying somebody's name, but uh, the returning running back uh, number 22 is a heck of an athlete. Um, he, he's going to be a he's going to be a problem. We're going to have to really be disciplined to contain him because he makes one player miss, it's a touchdown. Uh, the, the quarterback does some good things. He's quick. He throws a good ball, and I'm really impressed with uh, number 15 uh, as their middle linebacker. Uh, he, he really gets side to side well, plays downhill. Uh, just a physical tackler. Uh, we're going to have to account for him on every single play. Well, let's talk a little bit about your team. Uh, first, I'd like you know every every coach in uh, Iowa has lost a couple vet uh, uh, seniors from last year that were real key players. Could you talk about some of the players that you had uh, the, in key roles that graduated, and that, uh, that uh, and then let's talk about the replacement process for them. Okay. Well, um, defensively, uh, we lost our leading tackler. Um, Luke Lane was his name. He played linebacker for us, and he was just all over the field. Um, made just in on almost every tackle. So I don't know if we're going to be able to uh, 
replace them, but I think we have uh, two good two good linebackers that we can put in there that can cover their side, and I, I think they'll they'll be well equipped to stop the run. They're strong, physical, athletic kids, uh, but we're going to do things a little bit differently so they won't have the freedom that Luke did last year. Uh, and then offensively, we lose uh, two wide receivers. Uh, one was a very good blocking wide receiver, um, but who was very sure-handed and would uh, be able to be kind of what you would call a possession receiver. Uh, then we lost our, our all-time leading receiver. Uh, he graduated. Uh, he was our big threat receiver. So he holds every receiving record at our school. Great man. And that was Kate Nelson. Uh, we have a lot of freshmen and sophomores that are set up to uh, take the place of those two's production. All right. Well, let's let's go through the team. I like to always start out with the offensive line and the tight ends, you know, because that's that's really where the rubber meets the road. You need you need those guys to protect the quarterback, to open holes for running backs, and uh, so let, let's talk about the offensive line, the tight ends. Uh, how's the team looking there? Um, well, we're really excited about our our offensive line. Um, we we did lose um, a guard. Uh, that was Luke Lane also played guard for us, but some of the other kids have really stepped up in the offseason, gotten bigger, faster, stronger. So uh, we're going to be pretty – we're going to have a lot of size up front. Uh, I think uh, we just did all the measurements last night. Uh, I, our guard, we got uh, potentially, you know, because we're still figuring out who's going to end up getting starters. Cause we've got a lot of depth in our old line this year too. Uh, but we could potentially go like 6'4", 240, 6'8". 250 and then 6'1, uh, 300 on our three line spots. And then we got a couple of good sized tight ends as well. So let's talk about your tight ends. Uh, are, are tight ends a, a big part of your offense, both in blocking and moving the ball and stuff? Yeah, we, uh, we're, we're going to be pretty reliant on the tight end position uh, with, with how we're kind of operating our, our offense this year. It's going to be a big part of, um, you know, if, if you can. If you can set the edge with your tight end, it makes the running game uh, really easy, especially if you have a, a back that's capable of getting outside uh, with some speed. So the, the tight end is very important for our for our run game uh, in the pass game. And, you know, just getting those play actions, um, screen passes, things of that nature. The tight end is just a huge part of the game plan for us. Well, let's let's talk about the backs. And I know some eight-man teams use a fullback, and some eight-man teams do. But your running backs, your fullbacks, uh, uh, the guys that are you're going to hand the ball to and move it down the field. What? How are you set up on, at that position? Um, you know, we we are work. We mix up our offense where we can be one back or or two backs. Uh, we really like our two back set where we have a fullback and a tailback. Our uh, fullback will be a senior. His name's uh, Logan Montgomery. Uh, you know, he's a six, five eleven, uh, one hundred ninety pound kid who's just strong as can be. Uh, we're really working on their both of our running backs blocking. Uh, you know, taking care of the little things like that because uh, they're a load to bring down. And if we have to, you know, we'll we'll make them tackle our two big running backs forty times a game and try to wear people down that way. Uh, but Logan's a, a nice, sure-handed fullback. And then uh, Trey Fisher is a sophomore. Uh, he was our leading rusher last uh, in our leading touchdown. Um, 
had the most touchdowns on our team as well. Uh, he's an explosive, strong tailback for us. So he's 6'1", 185. Um, he's really starting to turn into a, uh, a solid, solid football player as, he's, as his body's gotten bigger and more physical. Well, let's let's move on to the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. Uh, how, how's the team looking there? Um, at quarterback, we have um, honestly uh, we we have not yet decided um, who's it going to be. Yet. We've got a good competition going on between a senior and a sophomore. Uh, the plus side, though, whoever wins the starting job, uh, the other one is going to contribute to our offense as either a tight end or a receiver. So. Uh, we've got two, I think, very good options at quarterback. Uh, and in all honesty, we have another sophomore that has really taken a lot of steps. That I, I honestly believe we go three deep at quarterback. Uh, wide receiver, we've got some injuries there right now, but we have a strong group of, uh, of some sophomores and freshmen that are, are very athletic, very sure-handed. Uh, and we're just trying to see who sets themselves apart from the other ones. So is your team a, a run heavy or a balanced attack, or do you throw a lot? Where, where are you at? What kind of offense are you running? I would say um, we've kind of, I, I would say we're 75, 25, uh, run, run 75, pass 25. But with our line that we have, if we're capable of, of being able to control up front like that, we could run a lot more than we passed this year, but we definitely have the capability of passing if we need to. It can, seems kind of similar to Waco. Uh, so let's let's flip over the other side of the ball and let's do it in reverse. There. What about the the defensive line? How, how's how's your defensive uh, line looking? Uh, our defensive line has really come along. We've got those size of those uh, uh, offensive linemen that we talked about. But if we want to, we've got we've got the depth because we have ten seniors. Um, which is just a great number to have an eight man. Uh, just like Waco, I think I think I counted they have ten or eleven last night. Um, when you have that many seniors, that's a lot of experience. That's some strong kids. So, and the majority of our seniors are down on the D line, so we can just rotate through a lot of seniors and keep our D line fresh the whole game. Well, uh, how about the linebackers? What uh, what kind of linebackers you got? Uh, linebackers. Um, you know, our top two are, are, are would be our starting running backs with uh, Fisher and Montgomery. And then uh, the backup fullback and backup tailback are a sophomore and senior. And uh, they are both also very good linebackers. So we feel like we've got at least uh, four people capable of playing linebacker with a couple more starting to, to come on here. So we're, this, this, uh, this preseason practice, we've really tried to focus on building up depth um, so we have a replacement ready rather than in the past an eight man. Um, sometimes if you lose a kid, you've got to, you know, you lose your starting linebacker. Well, now you got to move your corner to linebacker and then you got to put a safety at corner and then you bring someone, you have to end up changing three or four positions due to one injury. Um, now the way we're trying to do it is we're trying to build up a lot of depth and I think we're getting, um, successful at that because we're fortunate to have a big sophomore class and a big senior class. Well, let's talk about the, 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 the cornerbacks and the safeties. You know, the, they need to work well as a unit. They need to have some speed. Uh, they need to be able to, to tackle well. And uh, they need to be able to ball hawk some. So uh, what what kind of – how are you feeling about the backfield and the, the defensive side? 
Um, I'm, I'm uh, very confident uh, with our secondary. We returned two starters, uh, two sophomores that started as freshmen last year. Uh, they're both back. We've got another sophomore who's, who's looked really good. We've got a freshman that's looked good. Um, we've got another junior that's uh, coming along, and then we got another sophomore at safety. Um, our defensive coordinator has done a really good job of making sure the kids recognize formations, they're talking, um, and, and they're playing with energy and trying to get everybody on the same page every time. Because one, one miscommunication leads to you know, blown coverage in a huge play or one bad alignment puts you in terrible position. So we've got a smart, uh, fairly experienced group of kids that know where they need to go. And we've got a pretty good uh, defensive back uh, coach. Uh, he's a new teacher at our school, but he actually played for us years ago when we were an 11 man. So uh, he's doing a great job with them and knows what the coaching staff expects. And uh, he's doing, our defense is really coming along well this year. So uh, let's talk about special teams. Uh, I, I know a game or two a year is always going to hinge on that special teams, your kicking game, your return game, your coverage game. Uh, uh, how, how do you prioritize that? And uh, how do you feel about the, the, the pieces and parts that are in that special team? Um, unit? Uh, special teams wise, um, I've, I've, we have a lot of question marks. Um, you know, the, the Kate Nelson kid, uh, he was the special teams player of the year in our district two years in a row. I mean, he was punter, place kicker, kickoff, um, and was also our top returner for punt and kick returns. So that's really wide open. I, I like our options at it. Um, we spend the most time so far working on kickoff uh, just because uh, an eight-man, you know, you're going to score some more points there's going to be more touchdowns involved than an 11 man. So your kickoff coverage unit's going to be out there quite a bit. And if you can't consistently get touchbacks like Waco does with their kicker, uh, your kickoff team better be able to tackle and know what they're doing. So uh, we have a coach, uh, Coach Cypher runs our kickoff unit, and, and those kids take a lot of pride in it. Uh, and that's our biggest emphasis. Um, and the other stuff we're going to, we're still trying to, figure out who our punter is, who our uh, field goal kicker is, who our returners are going to be. Those are still – we're trying to iron those out. But to us, kickoff is our top priority. Well, let's let's uh, talk about ways to follow your team. I mean, do you guys have a, a webcast? you have YouTube? Do you have a radio station that follows you? Social media? How, how can our listeners keep up with your team? Um, you know, I – that's one area where I've got to get better as a coach and, and be a little more active with our, our Twitter account. We do have a Southeast Warren football Twitter account that you'll find if you just look at Southeast Warren football. Um, there is a link on there to our webpage, but I've got to finish getting the webpage updated. Uh, that's just more though for our parents to know what our schedule is, what things look like, our fundraisers, things of that nature. Um, there's not really a radio uh, station in our area that follows us uh, in Indianola the newspaper the Indianola advocate they do a good job of uh, following Southeast Warren sports and then um, we're not in their coverage area but teams we play are uh, KMA radio does a phenomenal job of covering um, sports and kind of what if we fall in the southwest Iowa quadrant uh, KMA has, does a great job of covering that and they've done some different features on our, our team over the past couple of years. 
Well, uh, I'm not really uh, familiar with what district you're in, but could you give us a little information about that district? And let's go through the schedule and see what uh, what games you you're looking at. Maybe some games you got circled as some you know really key competitive games. Okay. Um, well, um, our first two we start with Waco. Obviously, um, uh, I think they should be ranked and probably ranked fairly high when the rankings do come out. Uh, just with what they have back and how well coached they are. So we open with them. That's going to be a very challenging game for us. Uh, then the very next week, uh, we play Audubon uh, at Audubon. Audubon's made the Dome, I think, three times in the last four years, uh, something like that. I mean, they're a very well-coached, explosive team. So I'm excited we get to watch them at Martinsdale on the 20th play before us. Uh, those, those two teams will both be tough. Um, the rest of the teams in our, the majority of the teams in our district, uh, right now they're they're all they're smaller. They're the smallest of the eight man schools, kind of in the state, and so they're looking at twelve to fifteen kids being out. So, um, you know, they're kind of in rebuilding phases. A lot of them lost a lot of good senior classes. Uh, one of them's Mormon. After we play Audubon and Waco, we have Mormon Trail. I think we'll have about 12 kids out, but they're athletic and, and they play hard and they'll do things well, but we kind of have a numbers advantage on them. Um, one of our, probably our biggest district game of the year is that then the next week, our fourth game is Martinsdale St. Mary's. Um, they're similar to us size wise. We're 20 miles apart um, and we compete in everything year round, you know, basketball, football, baseball, our, uh, the boys have a healthy rivalry. The coaches all know each other. Uh, it's a really fun game for both communities. Uh, they've taken it to us the last couple of years, so hopefully we get another shot at them. Um, then we also have Montezuma that we play, uh, who's had a good little run, but they did lose their all-state quarterback and that Burgess kid who put up, like, video game numbers the last three years. Yeah, he was, uh, he was really something uh... – you know, we have 50 touchdowns and better. I mean, oh, it was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and he made like he made us look foolish at times last year. I mean, he was a good kid. Uh, he's a good ball player. Uh, we just, you know, we'd come up, think we had him, and he'd make us miss. And you don't think a 6'4", 250-pound kid can be so quick. But I tell you what, he was, he was a good football player. So it'll be interesting to see how Montezuma replaces them him but they got some size and athletes so they're not going to be a slouch and uh, moravia has a lot of people back from their team um they got a lot of big athletic kids and they've started having a lot of success in basketball and baseball and i think they're they're ready to turn a corner in football as well um lamoni uh, murray and uh, seymour are all teams that are all are all in that have about 15 kids out so it is kind of a struggle when they go against the schools of our size that have more numbers and can kind of wear them down over the course. So I'd say in our district, it's probably Martinsdale and Moravia will be the two big games. Uh, but we really like our non-district opponents. Those are three schools that are going to make us better in Waco, Audubon, and Montezuma. Well, we're talking to the head coach of the uh, Warhawks of uh, Southeast Warren is going to be part of this really exciting uh Eight-man showcase, week zero, Saturday, August twentieth or August third. Uh, what is it? The twentieth, and uh, the twentieth. Yeah, I, I think you're going to have football fans from all over the state there, and and I, I'm I think you might have a a pretty good sized crowd. What do you think? 
I think we, I, I think we will. Um, you know, watching the films of Waco, you can always see that they, that their fan base travels well. I know Winfield's a, a, a proud commuter sports, and uh, Coach McCarty does a great job with his team. Audubon uh, travels well. I mean, they, they had a lot of people come down to our place last year, and that's over a two-hour drive. Plus, there's going to be, like you said, a lot of casual high school football fans that just want to come down and watch some football. You know, I happened to run into one of the a worker at the Iowa High School Athletic Association the other day, and he just said, yeah, that's really cool. You guys are, are doing that. I can't wait to come down and, and bring my family down to watch the game and just seeing what the event looks like. So I'm hoping it's something that lets people be aware about the eight-man game and gets people – excited for high school football starting this year. Well, a lot of people are catching this eight-man fever. It's the it's become the biggest uh, uh, division in Iowa. And uh, uh, once you get started on it, it's kind of addictive, you know. Uh, but the, the player that, that Waco has that you're going to need to watch out for, and he's the guy with the numbers you're talking about, we call him Shoeless Simeon Reichenbach. And, uh, All right. We call him Shoeless because he was in a, a basketball tournament in the in – a, a, the tournaments and he blew out a shoe and then he went and got a blue shoe. Uh, he had a one white shoe and one blue shoe and he finished the game like that. So we've, we've been calling him shoeless Simeon Reichenbach from then, but man, that kid can play. And I mean, he is, uh, oh. he is fantastic. And uh, I, I can see him being first team all state this year. Oh, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, uh, I mean, I, uh, he stands out on film, unlike almost any athlete we've prepared for. It's we've got we've got to know where he is at all times. Well, yeah, I mean, um, you're going up against a team that seems to do everything right. They have all the basics and the fundamentals down. They're very disciplined. Uh, you know, uh, they've got skilled players and uh, they they got a pretty stout defense. But uh, you guys were a playoff team last year. I feel like we got. I don't know if it's out of reach to say maybe there's. Four of the top eight teams in in the state in this game, or four of the top ten teams in the state, but certainly uh, uh, some bohemus of eight man football all coming together for a, a double header, which I've never heard of in football before. Yeah, it, it was kind of a yeah, it was kind of a cool thing that just kind of came about that way, um, and we we almost had a, a couple more schools talked into making it a triple header, but the the one downside of doing playing this early is you have to start a week earlier you know, with the week zero game. So it really screws up the summer practice schedule doing it that way. This has been an adjustment, you know, right after dead week, we're full bore into practice. So there are downsides to the week zero game, but we're very excited for this event. I think there'll be four good teams there, um, you know, and that will represent Southwest and Southeast Iowa pretty well. You got, so. you know, you got the, the West and the East and, uh, uh, kind of the South Central there, all represented in in this tremendous showcase. You know, between this kind of showcase and then there's a uh, Iowa City uh, Iowa City Liberty game at Kinnick Stadium. I mean, I, I really think you're ta- this is these are the kind of things that are taking a step forward to really make uh, uh, high school football more marketable, more enjoyable, and more exciting and Congratulations on being part of this kind of pioneering uh, event. Oh well, yeah, well, thank you. I'm. I just feel fortunate that uh, the, all the schools involved uh, let this happen because we also needed uh, 
I, I should give credit to Twin Cedars and Murray. Uh, both of those schools agree, agreed to play each other week zero so that us and uh, uh, Waco could play each other because there was some contracts set up for them to play. Like Waco was originally supposed to play Twin Cedars, and luckily Twin Cedars worked with us to flip-flop opponents there. So yeah. so those schools yeah. deserve credit yeah. as well. They made the gracious to, uh, attempt to not have to play Waco. Um, that was really big of them, I guess. Oh yeah. Although I'm, I, I, I might regret. I started regretting the decision to play him as soon as I started watching Waco film. I'm like, gosh, we got to tackle uh, Simeon here. That's going to be a chore all night. Well, all the, uh, all no, the other, we're, we're excited for the opportunity. Well, all the other coaches I've talked to have a lot of respect for your team and your program, and uh, I think you guys will handle yourself well. And I just think no matter who wins or loses, their players are all winners because they're going to get to play on turf, which they don't get to play a lot. Going to get to play in front of a big audience. They're going to uh, get to open the season and uh, be in, in a, a very, you know, w- without a lot of other teams playing at the same time. So even more focus will be on them and more fo- and there'll be more media there from around the area. So it's a great way to promote eight-man football. And uh, it sounds like you've got a great team and, and you got the, your team must be well coached. Uh, I guess I've got one more question for you before I let you go. Uh, tell me about some of your assistant coaches and how they're helping you. Okay, um, you know, uh, we're fortunate as well that we have uh, seven coaches that volunteer their time to help out, plus a, a junior high coach that comes up and uh, will help at practice a couple days a week. Um, we have a first-year defensive coordinator. His name's Alex Rogers. He's actually from the Fairfield area. Uh, he is our FFA rep, and he's actually, I think we have the third largest FFA participation in the state. So he's a great, he's great with kids. He's, he's great at getting everyone on the same page and he's, he's used those traits with his defense. Um, Hunter Rowe uh, is a former player at Southeast Warren. Uh, he's our defensive back and wide receiver coach. Uh, does a great job, did a little college football after high school and then has helped us out for years. Then once he went to Simpson, uh, we have uh, Trent uh, Barbus. Uh, who actually grew up in Martinsdale, was a heck of an athlete for them. He's our new special ed teacher. He works with our quarterbacks and uh, JV offense. Uh, Jesse Sh- uh, Cypher is our shop teacher. He runs the kickoff, the linebackers, um, and, and helps with uh, kind of the offensive game planning, defensive alignment. Uh, he played football, was a heck of a linebacker for Southeast Warren back in their 90s heyday. Uh, Doug McAnally is a retired uh teacher coach who lives in Indianola and we we talked him into coming down and he's done a great job with our O-line and D-line. Uh, he was a head coach at Mormon Trail years ago and, uh, and at Clark of Osceola and um, Willie Nelson is another former Southeast Warren athlete. Um, his, his kid graduated last year but he still likes being around the boys and helping out so um, he takes care of a lot of the special teams and uh, the JV offense and defense. So, I mean, I've got a great – I'm so lucky to have a, a great staff that makes my job so much easier, and, and, and they have great ideas, and they – you know, we're really just trying to get all the minds together and on the same page, and, and it, it's making us a better team having all that. Well, uh, one of your coaches and I have something in common. We, we both uh, played, we both played football for Fairfield. Uh, that's really? where, that's where I grew up at. Yeah. That's uh, that was at my high school, and uh, 
uh, so it's nice to hear that, uh, you know, you got a connection there and, uh, Hopefully uh, he'll stop by and say hello to us before uh, before the game sometime because uh, I'd, I'd like to meet him. And I'm always wishing people well from, from our area that are moving on and doing things. And uh, it was great being with you, Coach. Thanks thanks for uh, being with us today. Hey, thank you. And thank you for all your coverage of this event. That, that's awesome that, that you're doing that. So we appreciate it. Well, we like to, we like to cover life in Iowa. And uh, there's nothing really more important to – uh, the Iowa mentality or the Iowa way in the schools and the kids. Those are the number one thing. And uh, there ain't, there's, I don't, I think, I don't know, there's states that really support this high school more, football and baseball and basketball more than, than the people of Iowa. And I, I know your community gives you some good support and you couldn't uh, do without it. So one, once again, we appreciate you being with us so much. Thanks coach. All right. Hey, thank you. And I'll see you on the 20th. All right. Well, this has been Round Guy Radio with some more high school football coverage and generally news that you can use that won't give you the blues. Thank you for listening.